From the shores of Chesapeake Beach, here comes Short and Sweet Parenting Tips. Hello, we're here with Short and Sweet Parenting Tip number 36. Woo! (laughs) And this is going to be a series on establishing a team atmosphere in your family. This is part one of the big picture. After part two next week, we'll talk about the nitty gritty specifics on what this might look like in your daily life. And we have a special guest today. So you may recognize his voice because he does my intros. This is my husband, Robbie. Hello, podcast world. So uh, so we are going to give you a little introduction, then talk about one of the first themes that we found to really cement the approach that your family is a team. Now, my disclaimer of sorts is that these themes really morphed for us over the years, and we still don't always get it right. Why don't you explain, you're much better at explaining kind of what we're going to cover. Yeah, so I think the first podcast that we'll talk about is really going to be focused on kind of what are some of our overarching themes and what things that we thought about and what kind of grounds us as we move forward. And the second one is going to be more about sharing ideas and specifics of things that that we have found useful and, and traditions and activities that we have put in place just to kind of give you all some ideas to maybe build off of. So. Yep. And just ideas to share, yep. not, not one right or wrong. So when you find yourself confronted with kind of the un- unexpected thing that is called parenting, right? <laughs> Every day is new and different, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a different a challenge. And so you can't have a rule that, that fits everything. So when you're faced with those tough things, you have to kind of go back to what are the overarching themes or values on how you want to approach parenting. And so for us, three of them, right, uh, that we have decided to kind of use as touch points are to be deliberate in our uh, planning and our approach and and in making sure that we take certain things seriously and that they are a priority. The second is to provide the benefit of the doubt uh, on both sides of the conversation equation, whether it's from the, the child's point of view or the kid's point of view or from the parent or even from us as uh, spouses, mm-hmm. you know, talking mm-hmm. together. For sure. And the, the third one is to talk about the definition of, of what is fair because uh, fairness can be a big deal for, for folks and uh, it's worth kind of talking about that. So Robbie and I first established this team atmosphere in our family early on in our marriage To remind you, we're a military family, and when I was pregnant with our first, I was incredibly sick, and Robbie had to carry a lot of the load. He was working full-time shift work, I think, Mm -hmm. had to carry a lot of the load, and I felt pretty guilty about that because I was a lump, and and there there was rules around the lump, (laughs) and so that was a very unequal time in our marriage. On the flip side, when Robbie was deployed for a year, I was the bottom line on most things. And so I was pulling a lot more weight, at least in the family atmosphere. From the, And our kids were very small during that. I think what we brought from that was that there are seasons where one person, yes, will probably pull more weight than the other person. But part of being a team is that's, that's, that's what teams do. So if you... Uh, you know, to use that example of that point in time in our marriage when the workload was perhaps unequally distributed, right? So some people might say, well, that wasn't very fair. Um, 
but the interest was that we were, you know, trying to have a, a daughter. And so at that point in time, I needed to be able to take on a little bit more. And so I did. And then later when I was deployed for, for a year, the workload had to shift on the home front to, to Anne taking care of a lot of, of things because I was just simply not there. And so it wasn't a matter of, uh, hey, equal, equal workload distribution is what makes things fair. It was, hey, the, you know, the capacity and capability of one individual is impacted right now, so I'm going to have to step up or vice versa. Right? And so the interest was, hey, we want our family to be successful, so let, let's, let's take a look at what we need to do to accomplish that. And I like that because I think that's the bottom line is team family is more successful than everyone being equal or everyone having the same or everyone looking for their own interests. I think that the family is stronger with a team atmosphere than this person worried if they got theirs or this person saying, well, I'm not going to pull any more weight because they're not pulling any more weight. I think the strongest family is viewing it as a team. Yeah. So because Robbie and I had established that between the two of us, that was modeled to the girls as far as this is how a team works. And we, we not only modeled it, but we talked them through it, and they also watched us negotiate and discuss it too. So it was you know, very much a positive discipline where it's caught and not just taught. So, so because Robbie and I had that mindset that we were working for the team, not our own selves, that that was something demonstrated to the girls, and we also dialogued with them. Right. I mean, the, you can talk about something, but if you demonstrate it, then your actions are going to speak louder than your words, especially to the sponges that are your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're watching everything that you say and do. So first, let's talk about being deliberate, because I think that's a big overarching theme in a lot of our episodes in this podcast, but also uh, in parenting in general, being deliberate, being intentional. Right. Yeah. And so... And it's easier said than done, yeah, right? Yeah. Hey, be deliberate. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> it, uh, but really, it's it's difficult to put into action. But as long as you keep going back to that idea, you know, you, you'll eventually you'll continue to have that as an overarching theme and approach, and you'll get there. So if you're not deliberate, right, then life just kind of happens and passes you by. And then you realize that you know, 18 years, for instance, have gone by, and, and you're young daughter is now off and moving out out into the world on her own and what were the things that you wanted to do that you missed what were the things that you wanted to do as a family that you missed and so if you if you don't be deliberate and and actually set those things in place set those trips set those activities in place then just the day-to-day grind of life will kind of you know pass you by yeah, especially in this culture, I feel like life moves so fast. And right now, our season of life is really fast. You know, you're you're running this kid here, you're juggling this. So if you aren't intentional about where your time goes, and we're going to talk about that on the second in the second episode, specific activities that you can do to be intentional. The the default is life is going to whip out from under you. I think. Right, and being deliberate also means when to say no to things, right? And so that your schedule does not become so full and that you have some uh, quiet space uh, to just be a family and to do activities that are family-centered. 
So, you know, it, it can be a variety of things. It can be, hey, we want to uh, make sure that we try to camp once a month, as an example. We want to make sure that we take a family trip this summer, and so we need to plan what that trip is going to be and involve the, the girls in, in that planning so that way they have kind of a stake in where we're going to go in, and yeah. they're excited about where we're going to go. And it doesn't take a lot of time. You can take 5, 10, 15 minutes over dinner and think about what are some of the big things that you as a family want to do and then be deliberate in planning those things and set those dates. If you don't set them in the calendar and write them mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. then they're not going to happen. Then, mm-hmm. then they're just dreams or wishes or you know good intentions and Again, you'll wake up one day and realize that all of those good intentions and dream trips didn't happen. Well, or you'll wake up on a Saturday and be like, oh, well, we don't feel like going somewhere, so we'll just do that another weekend. But if if you've got a pin in your calendar, then you're mentally prepared. Hey, we're going to get up and do something. And I know you and I just talked about trying to do a geocache once a weekend just to get outside, just to do something and that kind of be, and it's not black and white. I'm the queen of black and white. So, so, but it's, it's at least, it's better than saying someday we're going to do such and such. Right. Someday never comes. So yeah. you, yeah. you have to put a day on the calendar to, to do something. And, and I think buy-in is a huge deal. And we'll talk about that more in the second episode definitely get opinions from everyone in the family. We feel like, and and we've done, we're sitting here with a lot of trial and error under our belt. And we have found that the more input we get from the girls, the more successful something is going to be. If we just decide this is how we're going to do it and then give it as a demand or a command, it, it doesn't go over as well as if we've talked to everyone and got opinions. Yeah. So join us next week for part two of The Big Picture when we will discuss giving each other the benefit of the doubt and what the term fair really means. Signing off for this week's short and sweet parenting tip, fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.